Chris Min, State Opposition Leader, joins me on the program. Morning, mate. How are you? G'day, Marcus. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, nice to chat as always. Uh, first up, all adults in New South Wales will get a $50 voucher to spend on accommodation anywhere in the state. It's another major announcement expected today. More than half a billion dollars worth of taxpayer dollars again to be injected into the economy as a part of a major tourism recovery package. Uh, it's re- mm. been rebranded. Stay and rediscover vouchers. Uh, will work like the popular, like the popular Dine and Discover scheme. Yeah, that's right. And it's important that as we get out of the COVID pandemic and obviously get back to a more normal life, that the economy rebound, particularly in our regions, who've done it so tough, Marcus. So, look, a stimulus measure uh, like this is something that the opposition's been calling for because we recognise that with 260,000 people losing their job in the last couple of months, we've got a long and steep ahead of us to get back to normal. Mm. Yep, all right. Well, look, I, I need to talk to you about this. Uh, the tr- Premier, Dominic Perrottet, he was Treasurer at the time that apparently this $5.5 million gun club grant to Wagga Wagga was rubber-stamped. Uh, new evidence has come to light. It was green-stamped despite it being unusual and the New South Wales Office of Sport not wanting any involvement in the project, according to internal government emails. The emails that I've been sent, which were released by the Commission Against Corruption yesterday, show that just weeks before the grant was awarded to the private Wagga Wagga Gun Club in August 2017, New South Wales government staff were concerned about the grants process, which needed to go to the Treasurer for approval. It goes on, it lists uh, some evidence that's been presented to ICAC. The Treasurer at the time, though, Chris, is the current Premier, Dominic Perrottet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, obviously there's this corruption inquiry taking place in Sydney at the moment. It's generating a lot of interest and a lot of news, as it should. And this is why we have the uh, independent corruption inquiry. I mean, look, uh, you've talked about this quite a lot, Marcus, and it's something that the opposition's concerned about as well. Everybody in this state pays taxes, and uh, the former Deputy Premier, John Barillaro, used to label himself John Pork Barillaro. It was a sort of in-joke, and it was supposed to be really funny. Yep. But at the end of the day, if you're pork-barrelling electorates, you're not spending taxpayer money based on need. Mm-hmm. And if we're all paying taxes, then surely infrastructure, spending, grants, taxpayer funds should go where it's most needed. And this is particularly acute in Western Sydney at the moment, where you're seeing every single local government area west of Parramatta having double, two hundred, more than 200,000 population targets over the coming decade, but nowhere near enough infrastructure to keep pace with that population growth. So we've got to turn the funding of New South Wales on its head because at the moment it just seems so politicised. All right, well, let's uh, use an example uh, of where money could be better spent rather than a bloody gun club in Wagga Wagga, maybe out there at Marsden Park where the government mm. promised prior to the last election that they build a new school. Yeah, it's, it's, this one's unbelievable. So a lot of your, your listeners would know around Ilara and Marsden Park in the northwest in Western Sydney. I'll tell you this, Blacktown local government area has a population target of an extra, an extra 260,000 people yep. over the coming decade and a bit. Now, they need public high schools, they need new public transport links, and they need health services. They were promised a new high school, Marsden Park High School. No money's been allocated, no planning has been 
done, there's no start date, there's no finish date. And the local primary school, which would obviously be the feeder school into the high school, has over 800 kids in it a couple of years after it opened. So, you know, we're, we're pushing people out to these parts of Sydney. They're coming in in great numbers because they are interested in new communities, they want their own block of land and they want a house, but the infrastructure is not keeping pace with the number of people moving in. Uh, we've got to do something about it. And Marcus, you, ra- you raised the point. This is a question of priorities. This is a question of where you put taxpayer funds and there needs to be an understanding. We all pay taxes. The infrastructure should go where the need is. Has Dominic, Premier, has Dominic Perrottet, as the Premier, refused to rule out further privatisations in New South Wales? Yeah, good question. This is, this is vital. And you'll remember at the last election, his predecessor... Gladys Berejiklian went to a debate and said, oh, no more privatisations. If we were going to do that, we would tell you about it. Well, since then, they've sold off billions of dollars worth of public land. $13 billion and counting, Chris. Exactly right. They've sold off the West Connex toll road company, something they said they wouldn't do, remember? A promise of no more privatisation. And we discovered recently that they're looking at flogging off the revenue stream from the tax revenue stream from lotteries in New South Wales. So, look, I mean, what value is one of these promises worth? And you'd have to ask yourself, with a year before the next election, the coalition is re-elected, what else could go? What other public utilities could go? We've already had the ACCC come out publicly and say, when you privatise these regulated government monopolies, guess yeah. who pays? The consumer pays in the end. Just before I let you go, uh, trains are in chaos this morning around Sydney. Uh, the union have been trying to get Andrew Constance to the table uh, for a number of months now. I, I was warned this was coming and there'll be further industrial action. Um, it's to do with uh, overseas uh, built trains and a range of other issues, including a, a pay rise that they can't seem to come to uh, an agreement on. I just wonder, with Andrew Constance announcing that he's leaving state politics and eyeing off a federal seat, has the Transport Minister taken his eye off the ball here? Yeah, well, I'm told that the government won't even sit down with the union, won't even have a conversation about it, and in particular when you talk about the safety of a guard on these overseas built trains, this was something that was promised by Andrew Constance to employees in the rail network. He said, don't worry about it, I've made a decision we will have guards on these Korean-built trains to renege on that decision and then basically to hang the phone up and have no more conversations. Look, you do have to sit down. We have to engage with our frontline workers. And they've stood up for us and turned up for work over the last 16 weeks to keep our public transport system operating. The least the government can do is sit down and talk with them. All right. Chris, good to have you on. Thank you. We'll chat next week. Appreciate it. All the best, Marcus. Bye, mate. New South Wales Opposition Leader Chris Minns.